Hello, everybody. This is Joe Swanson, and this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. And uh, this episode is uh, sponsored by albroordie.com. And uh, the last episode, uh, I talked a little bit about um, uh, Al's uh, clipcords. And uh, that is who is on with me as a guest today, uh, uh, is Al from uh, Albro Electrical Devices. And... um, you know, his shit, I, I, I've been using it now for a couple weeks, um, and I have to say, and I said it in the last, uh, in the last podcast, man, this shit is ab- above and beyond what I had anticipated it would be. And I've used a lot of clip cords uh, over the years, tattooing from, from ho- shit I've made, you know, myself to stuff I've bought from companies, uh, all different price points, and, 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 uh, shit and this is this i wouldn't be just saying this if if the shit wasn't good i would tell you uh but it's awesome it is the best clip cord i've used uh hands down the quality of it being you know that he builds them is fucking top notch man it's just uh i can't say enough good shit about it dude uh you know, and so this episode um, is brought to you, is sponsored by uh, albroordie.com, and I appreciate it, man, for uh, for uh, what you're doing. I appreciate you coming on. Also, how you doing today? Thanks for having me on, Joe. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's uh, you know I uh, on Instagram. I actually found out about you on Instagram and uh, saw your saw your clipcords on there, and and. Um, you know, we just started a little dialogue back and forth, and and uh, you know, I've been using that. I've been using the clipcord now, man, on uh, for the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's cool. It, it it definitely is is uh, a great. It's a functional. I think I told you before. It's like a functional piece of art. You know, it's it's really nice quality, man. Well, I appreciate that. I spent a lot of time, you know, with research development. Uh, Every last aspect of a clip cord. I mean, I just got so tired of using junk. You know, the performance of machines was just suffering like crazy. Um, I just got tired of it, so I figured I'd build one. And, you know, and I built a lot of turds, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, it took me a while to get it right. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, it doesn't just look cool. I mean, it really does help machine perform. Um, you know, the wire I use is a much heavier gauge than most. Uh, I've had a lot of reports from a lot of customers where they're saying their machines are running a volt lower than what they were running before. Wow. Now that's important. I mean, yeah. that's really important. And you know, there's no sputtering. The, the spring holds tight. It holds hard. Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. You know, I, like I said, I busted my butt building this thing and it was all about performance of machines. Yeah. And, um, you had, uh, you had tattooed before as well, right? I, I've been tattooing since 1995. Okay. Yeah. Right around the same time I did. I had to get out of it a couple of years back. I blew out my arm and I had nerve damage in my elbow. Uh, but that's all better now. So we're getting back in slowly. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I didn't want to leave the industry completely. So I figured, Hey, why not? Let's start building some cool stuff. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, Hey, can I ask you, uh, are you, um, on a computer or on your phone or on my phone? Okay. I'm getting a little bit of, uh, 
every time I hear you talking, I'm getting a little bit of static coming through or like, like there's uh, cars driving by or something. Is that better? A little bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully the, um, I think it'll be fine. I'm surrounded by electronic equipment. <laughs> That's probably what it is. It's probably fucking with Skype. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I have a video that I put out. I think it's on YouTube as well. Um, I take one of my clip cords, and I've done this at conventions, um, where I I plug my machine in, and I'll take it, and I swing it like crazy. I mean like a lasso. <laughs> Shit. And, yeah, and the machine will hold and hold and hold, and you don't hear it sputter. Uh, it, it just, you know, it's strong. It's funny. It gets a lot of reaction. Yeah, I bet. I'm thinking about it right now going, holy shit. I can imagine that thing flying off there and fucking hitting okay. some old bitch in the head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny cause I, I do a lot of shows with uh needle jig uh-huh. and he has nothing but glass displays everywhere. And I did it in one of his shows and his jaw just dropped. <laughs> He, he you better ass. you better be fucking confident in your product right man <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's cool how'd you blow out your arm uh i have a rotator cuff that's uh just you know i just doing stuff around the house when i get home after work Ooh. and yeah i was i was moving a bathtub oh damn <laughs> of Fucked all up things i moved a bathtub yeah you got you got beat back by the fucking bathtub <laughs> Shit, dude. Well, but you're uh, you said you're slowly getting back into tattooing, and and uh, um, how's that going? It's going real good. Uh, like I said, I haven't picked up a machine in a couple of years, but I've been always looking for a shop. You know, I, I worked for uh, not a great company before. Um, they've since gone out of business, thank God. Uh, but you know, I never I never stopped looking to open up my own shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, I came across a place. It's a huge shop, thirty-eight hundred square feet. Damn! And uh, I've got a. I put together a crew. It took me about two years to assemble this crew slowly. Sure. You know, and then uh, hopefully in March we get back in, and uh, it's going to be baby steps for a little while, man. I'm I'm a little nervous about that first guy I put a line on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It'll probably be one of your homies, and uh, you know, or one of the guys at the shop, or you know, that that already knows the knows the game and and uh, knows what he's getting into. You know. Right. Right. But I, I think it's like riding a bike. I mean, I'm going to get back into it, and uh, once I get that machine going, it's just going to fly. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome that you're coming back, and and uh, you know what? Uh, so this is what uh, you put. You're you're building a lot of these, man. Because you're distributing through a few different places, right? Correct. I, I distribute uh, so mostly through my clipboards. Go mostly through Workhorse Irons, uh-huh. uh, along with my own personal sales. Um, I also supply a steel out of Portland. Uh, it's it's a nice little local supplier. Uh, you know, they only sell to professionals, and that's a huge deal for me. Yeah. Um, I do check every single order that comes in. You know, a lot of people say that they do. No, I absolutely vet every single one of my customers. Um, and then I also uh, I also sell my foot switches through uh, Needle Jig. Nice. Out in Massachusetts. And they've been great for me. I mean, he gave me my start. He, he put me on the map. Uh, he's always given me a home at all the conventions, which yeah. has been nice. That's awesome, man. I, I think that uh, you find those people uh, that... Uh 
end up, you know, the, the, this last dude that I talked to, Steve Fowley from, uh, from Philly, mm-hmm. um, he works at a shop in New Hope. And uh, we were talking about that, just the people that you come across in, in your uh, career and, and, and during your journey. You know, you have those folks in your life that, the, you know, that kind of step out and, and take a little chance on you. And, and uh, it feels good, you know, when, when you have somebody. And you know what, man? You got a good, you got a good product. You know what I mean? You got a, a fucking badass uh, piece of equipment that you bring into the table, you know? It's, well, when I, you know, when I first started, I... I sent I, I sent so many free pieces too. I, I picked certain people who I wanted to get these into my you know into their hands. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, Seth Seth has been nothing but awesome to me. Uh, you know, Rose City Steel is his supply shop, um, and he picked up my line. He told uh, Soba about him, and then Soba and I met in uh, in Chicago, and that's when we started our our relationship and it's been nothing but great. Um, but I've been, I've been so fortunate to have so much support by the industry. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, you know, anybody can build something, but it's when you're taking it to the next level and actually making an improvement. And that's, that's all I ever wanted to do. I just want to make things better. You know, you, you go out, you buy a $400 machine, you hook it up to your $300, you know, power supply and then you got a piece of crap in China sitting in the middle, <laughs> right? A little you know, a fifteen dollar clipboard, <laughs> right? Right. So, you know, I just want I just wanted to make that part better. Yeah, and that's my, you know my RCAs are the same way. I, you got so many guys that you, there's these big companies out there that are making them, and they're charging an arm and a leg for RCAs, and they last two months. Yeah, you know, and and mine are all built the same quality as my clipboards, and I don't know of anybody out there, but I guarantee all my crap for life. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, I think, look, it, it, you know, you even said it before. You just got tired of going through clipcord after clipcord after clipcord. And, and it doesn't make sense to, to you know, connect, like you said, connect these, you know, expensive, you know, highly, highly uh, handcrafted uh, pieces of equipment to do something that is that is permanent and you're connecting those things with a with a piece of shit, you know. And yes. uh, why not spend a few extra dollars uh and get something that's going to either last you your lifetime or that you can send back to the motherfucker who built it and say, "Hey, could, you know, can can you redo this or can you send me out a new one or you know, I think most of those motherfuckers would just buy a new one because they, they, you know, if that shit lasts me 10 years and I just, and all of a sudden it just stops working on me, right. fuck it, man. I got 10 years out of that thing. I'm going to drop the, you know, what is it? 35, 45 bucks or 35 to 55 bucks, something like that. Right. I mean, they start at 45, but you know, there's the reason I charge so much is because, well, you've seen it. I don't use cheap stuff. Yeah. You will hold. I, I guarantee. If you if you buy uh, one of Al's clipcords or you see them out at a convention and you, and you hold one in your hand, you will see the difference. You will feel the difference. It's and it's and I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass. You know, it's uh, um, uh, it's a great piece of equipment. I've been tattooing a lot of a lot of years and used a lot of shit. And it's it's cool to have something that uh, you know that that is oftentimes overlooked, you know, somebody is taking the care to fucking make nice, you know? Right. And it, it was, it was, like I said, one part of the industry that nobody's ever really touched. 
Yeah. I mean, they have here and there, but no one's ever done it on a production level. And mm-hmm. I'm a one man show. I don't have help. And people keep telling me, you got to get help. You got to get help. I can't put my name on something if somebody else is building it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good, man. I mean, that's, uh, that's fucking, that's really stand up and, and you know, that's, uh, that's really, it's nice to hear that that's coming from, and you know, you, you made mention that you've been helped by the, by the industry a lot. And I've made a distinction on this podcast and I, and I continue to try to make a distinction between the industry and the community, you know, the tattoo community and the tattoo industry. There's an industry out there that's a fucking, you know, every one in every four people is tattooed, you know, uh, it's a billion dollar industry, but there's fucking a community of people that are doing good work that are building good equipment that are in it for the right, you know, quote unquote, right reasons, you know, but they're just, they're taking care or they're being mindful with what they're doing and they're trying to do it with, with as much skill and fucking, uh, you know, as possible. And I think that's what's shown. It definitely comes through and it shows in your, in your work. So, well, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as community. Cause there's, I mean, I ship all over the world. I, I'm in 47 countries right now. Um, and there's not a place I can't go where I walk into one of my shops and there's my friends using my equipment yeah. and I don't know where it is. I mean, they're, they're friends, you know, it's, it's, and I say customers because, you know, that's the business side, whatever, but they are my friends. And I've made a lot of friends in this in this business. Yeah, yeah, you it's know, nice. Like you said, it, it is a community. Yeah, for sure, man. It it definitely is, and and it's nice to it's nice to connect with those kind of people, and those are the kind of you know, it's nice to get the support and the backing from those those kind of folks as well. And I've been fortunate with this podcast to have some really cool fucking you know people that that I'm building friendships with. Uh, you know, now, um, come on and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to be working a convention. I got invited to, uh, work the Santa Maria convention, which is, uh, um, I think it's festival tattoo arts or something like that.com. And, and it's down in Santa Maria, California. And I'm going to be going down there with, uh, Billy white from Zanesville, Ohio. And, uh, um, and, uh, so yeah, it's going to be fucking fun. Um, that's, I'm going to be doing an art workshop, art painting, like a flash workshop, uh, uh, there as well. And, and, uh, so it should be a fun fucking weekend. We'll probably have some more people coming out there. I'm trying to get Hassan, uh, Asari, uh, who was on the podcast, one of the first couple podcasts out as well. And, um, you know, so it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to be able to do a, uh, even a live podcast event out there where, uh, you know, it'll be maybe a little bit more intimate and, uh, people come through, we'll do a, a, a live recording and, and, uh, you know, some people can, can, uh, do a little Q and a at the end and bullshit. And that would be cool. I mean, that's what I love about conventions is cause you see, I mean, of course you got your big names out there, but it's some of these guys that are up and coming or, or just are, you know, not as well known. They're just amazing artists. Well, that's, that's just this dude that, uh, was uh wednesday was on the was on the podcast and i say wednesday it's fucking uh tuesday right now (laughs) it's but i record both for for the fucking listeners all right uh i'm recording both these on fucking tuesday one drops wednesday one drops saturday so i'm gonna fucking say wednesday (laughs) the dude that was on wednesday because you're hearing this on saturday uh is that just exactly that man he's fucking killing it with super clean work 
And like the first time I, I saw his shit, I was just like, this is a dude that's in the middle of nowhere, just, you know, tattooing and killing it, you know, just doing really beautiful. It didn't matter if it was a fucking lily on, on a, you know, or a, an old Sailor Jerry design. It was clean and, and really nice. And uh, you have that so much more nowadays. It, right. There's There's not so much of that separation between, you know, the quality of the work that the guys are doing you know who don't have a name necessarily uh and the guys the quality of the work that the guys are doing who who have that name recognition you know well you can tell who love what they do and who are just in it for the i want to say glam and glitz but anybody that's been doing this any length of time knows there's very little glamour glitz oh yeah well ben corn put it fucking one of the best ways that i uh could have ever heard it put and uh he said that it's like, uh, you know, you have those bar tattooers. They mm-hmm. tattoo because they want to be fucking cool at the bar. <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's uh, it's disappointing that it's that it's come that. But I understand that that's where um, you always had that. I, I think th- that you've always had that kind of element um, around tattooing. It's just not as prevalent. You know, now you have everything. Anything that you want to know, you go find out on the fucking internet. You know, you type into Google and Google is going to tell you that shit and YouTube's going to tell you that shit. And, um, you know, it's just, it's created this, uh, this, uh, it's created a situation where you have more people ex- that the information accessible to a greater and more easily accessible to a greater number of people. So there's going to be more douchebags that get into it, you know, because it's, it's more accessible. So obviously there's going to be more douchebags you know i i give it a couple of years and all these people that got into it you know these young kids are getting into it now and they, they're gonna get bored yeah i mean know? some of them are gonna some of them are gonna make it some of them are gonna you know fall in love with tattooing and and some of them already probably have but um they're yeah they're gonna be the guys that kind of just dilly dally around in it for a few years and and uh again like i've said it i'm, I'm a few times on the podcast it's it it that Mike Malone quote in the Tattoo Time interview, if you don't, you know, I think you can actually get all five episodes or all five issues of that Tattoo Time right now uh, through Hardy Mark's books. Um, it's like they're doing some commemorative set or something like that. And uh, right. you have to check that out. But uh, Malone did an interview and he talked about that shit. You know, it's the it's the consistent hitters, you know, the long run guys, um, you know, you want. That's what's cool to me is the guy, you know, you see the old timers who can't stand up straight because their backs are wrecked from the years. They can't open their hands because you know how it is. The lines in their face are crotchety. That's what's cool to me. The old guys that have been around the block, they've seen it all. You know, it's, I don't know. Yeah, no, it definitely, that there's a, there's something to be said for that too. I mean, you know. And it's neat to see the respect that these guys are now getting and, and the notoriety because that, you know, guys like Tom DeVita, who uh, has that new episode, you know, the new Tattoo Age documentary, his shit is out there. And it's cool to see that guy uh, getting some some recognition now in his later years and, and struggling with Parkinson's and shit like that and, and tremors, but still fucking making art every day. You know, yeah. well, like I said, my next show is in Minneapolis, and one of my highlights is Bowery's going to be there. Bowery Stan. Oh yeah, yeah, Stan's Stan. I met him out in Vegas a couple years ago, and and uh, good dude. You know, seemed like a nice guy, and and uh, um, 
You know, I, I talked to uh, Cliff. You know, Cliff White is another guy that I would love to get on the podcast because uh, I talked to him. Uh, you know, he was around like back in in those times and and knew Stan and and those brothers when they were tattooing and you know still prevalent. You know, and talk about a wealth of knowledge. Whew, yeah. Oh my God, Cliff. I mean, if there's something to know, he knows it. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I've had a uh, maybe one or two conversations with him. Um, I had uh, sent him a copy of my uh, paint, painting DVD just to look at, and and uh, um, you know, and and he uh, he was pretty stoked on it, and and we had a couple conversations around that time, and it was just cool talking to him, man. It's it's always it's always nice to hear, you know, old stories, and and you know, that's one reason I wanted to do this podcast was kind of start documenting some of those stories and some of those uh, experiences that people are having all over the world in tattoo shops. And, uh, you know, I think people will continue to have them, but I think putting, getting them down and, and being able to listen to them again is, and remember that shit is, is uh, something neat that we can take advantage of now in the age of the internet, you know? Yeah, because, you know, people like us, we're next. You know, we're going to be in that next tier, and we better know that, you know, what we're talking about. You know, get these stories while we can. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, definitely, definitely it's going to be, that's going to be the case, you know. We're not going to be around forever. Nope. So, but uh, fuck it. When we're around, we better have a good fucking time, right? Absolutely. You know, stay positive. I've learned so much over the last few years, and and uh, really have become... Uh, comfortable with with uh you know where i'm at and uh it was neat to 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 go back and and reacquaint myself with uh a lot of my friends that i've tattooed with over the years and and uh at this san francisco convention it was almost like a homecoming because i you know was in a great space in in uh my life and and have a you know wonderful beautiful wife that supports me and and uh um you know, so it was, it was cool, man. It's always nice to be positive and go and, and, uh, have people, you know, uh, respond to that positivity with something that you're doing. And that's what I've been getting with this podcast. And I just, uh, it's nice for me to be able to bring something out there to the tattoo community that hopefully is, is respected and, and fucking, uh, people can have a good time listening to the shit, you know? Absolutely. And you know, it's good because the day you stop learning, you know what? Hang up your machines and, and walk away. Right. Exactly. And, and with the podcast, I think that's awesome. You know, keeping it real, keeping it fresh, keeping people informed of what's going on out there. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? The cool thing is, is look, everybody who's listening, if you're around Santa Maria, you know where you come out and start, you know, get tattooed. You can come out and kick it, come out and uh, be a part of, um, you know, something with this podcast that hopefully is fucking cool and make some memories and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to try to do that more. I want to try to travel more and, and, uh, get out there to conventions and, and, um, you know, just have a good fucking time, uh, with, with people and meeting people who are listening to the podcast and shit and, and guys like you, you know, be able to meet you in person. And, and, uh, so what's a, what's a normal, what's a fucking normal day for you, man? Like, uh, with your workshop and you got to be working some fucking long hours and shit. I get up at, uh, around seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, I've got four kids, so I get them all out the house as fast as I possibly can. 
And then I go down to the workshop, and I'm working till probably between 11, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. Shit. Every single day. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I'm not building, if, not, if I'm not filling orders, I'm coming up with something different, something new. Look, I saw, I saw that, uh, the shit you did the other day on that custom uh, clip cord with the little skull. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, that's so dope. I, I definitely... That that shit's tight. Now, that yeah. uh, you do custom. It doesn't do anything to performance of the the you know the clip cord, but you throw a skull on it, man, and people dig it. I love yeah. it. Um, it's just <clears throat> something cool, dude. Your your foot switches are pretty insane too. I saw one today uh, on, on Instagram. It was a pink sparkly heart. Now uh-huh. <laughs> that was that's obviously a custom one off piece that you did for somebody and and. Uh, I'm sure the dude's going to be fucking stoked. Uh, well, he he actually called me up a month ago. And, you know, I get to him because everything I do is I, I'm building everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm cutting the metal. I'm drilling it. I'm milling it. You know, everything I'm doing by hand. But he asked me, this was a dude. He asked me he wants something pink and glittery and as obnoxious as possible. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and that's what I came up with. Dude, if you if you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this and you want to go check it out, go to albrower at albrower die a l b r o o r d i e on Instagram, and uh, it, it's probably a few few uh, pictures back in the feed now. But um, well, the funny thing is, what put me on the map originally? I was never going to be a clipcord guy. I I put one or two together for the you know for shits and giggles, but my first foot switch I ever built was made out of a, an animal trap. It was an old, it was an old animal trap. So I started building these things, and then I found a bunch of brothel coins. You know, the, the old timers used to use these coins to pick up their horse. So I started insetting in, in wood, and, and I came up with a whole line of animal trap foot switches, and people went nuts. You know, they were they were used to seeing the telegraph ones, and then after the telegraph, you had the horseshoe, and after that, there wasn't much more. You know, of course, you had the uh, the, the round gem switches and the, the Chinese, whatever you want to call those. Yeah, well, you're going to have the, I mean, you know, the Chinese have tried to knock off everything with tattooing. You know, these Chinese companies, the supply companies have, you know, and I, and I don't give a fuck if you're doing handmade shit here in America or you're doing handmade shit in the UK, you're doing handmade shit in Russia. You might even do handmade shit in fucking China. That's cool as fuck. But right. to come over and try to fucking take over like, I mean, there. I've seen blatant ripoffs of shit so much on you know from these Chinese companies, and it's it's bullshit. You know, well, not even Chinese, I'm not even worried about the Chinese anymore. I get I get ripped on a daily basis from people who I know. Oh, yeah, you know, and Argentina is the new China. You know, I got a guy down there that's blatantly ripping me off. No shit. Every day, you know, I get messages because I've got, like I said, I've got people all over the place and they, they let me know. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's the people that you know that rip you off. It's like, really, just come up with your own idea. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't spend two years developing this shit for you to rip it off. Yeah, busting, busting your ass to put food on the table for four fucking kids and to come up with something fucking really nice to have somebody knock it off and sell it for, you know, half what you, what you do. Right. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I don't even I go on Facebook here and there, but I don't even want to look because I don't want to 
I don't want to take somebody else's idea, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. I just want to build my own stuff. Sure. You know, I wait a month or two and then someone's knocked me off. Yeah. But, you know, you know, here's what I think. I mean, it's it's disappointing that 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 shit happens, especially if it's a friend or 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 an acquaintance or somebody that's in within the uh, an individual that's within the industry. But. You know, and it's the same thing with, uh, you know, people worrying about, oh, what the fuck is this shop down the street doing and and this and that? And what are these guys, you know, I'm going to go check out their page and I'm going to, you know, make this fake, you know, Facebook thing so I can like their page or whatever the fuck they do. You know, Um, I'm going to get on their newsletter. You know, fuck it. Worry about what the fuck you got going on. You know, worry about what what uh, you have. Focus on doing your best work. And you know what? The people that are surrounding you, like, uh, and, and those are the community people that I'm talking about. You know, the guys that are surrounding you, like Seth and and Soba, and those guys that are giving you support. You know what? Their their support and their word and 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 their backing. You know outweighs anything else that anybody else is going to do and and you'll continue to plug away and and put out good product and you know or the shop that you're that a person may be in that's worried about the guy down the street fuck it that guy you know just do your shit if somebody goes and gets a shitty tattoo from that guy you know hopefully they don't get another shitty tattoo hopefully they come to you and they do their research i think it's about fucking education more so nowadays than than any than competition it's about educating people what a good what a good tattoo uh, is supposed to look like, a good feeling in a shop, a good quality product, whatever it is. It's it's more about education and word of mouth, I think. Oh, absolutely, and, and that's been my business is word of mouth, and you know it's something that I have to get over. I know you know it doesn't matter what you're doing; you're going to get knocked off. It happens all the time. Um, it's just again, it's something I have to get past. I, people know who I am. Yeah. They know that I back everything, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to rip them off. You know, they know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. It's, it's cool. It's, it's nice to see people that, you know, are doing shit with integrity and, and, uh, you know, doing it, uh, doing it the right way and putting some good shit out there. So what, uh, do you, have you named your shop yet or have you, uh, the shop shop is actually going to be called Chicago land electric tattoo. Nice. Um, we're going to keep it, you know, more or less a custom shop. And mm-hmm. Of course, there will be walk-ins and whatnot. But, you know, nothing but maybe some old, old, old school flash up on the walls. But, you know, it's just a real cool, high-quality shop. Um, only one in town, which would be nice. Um, we just have to get some, you know, over some hurdles that we're going sure, through. Sure. You know, the the, the the town itself isn't too keen on a tattoo shop because they don't want our kind in there. But <laughs> nice. uh, I've got some good friends in my you know that are watching my back and they're they're taking care of all the uh, political crap. Yeah, isn't that isn't that weird that that still to this day, it, it's there's still that stigma that 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 tattoo shops get when you're trying to move into somewhere. I know when I opened up my shop two years ago, um the landlord's wife. So I was dealing with the, the pro, you know, the real estate broker that was, uh, that handles all this landlord shit. And, uh, he emails me the day before we're supposed to sign the lease. And he says, uh, he says, 
you know, Joe, would there be any way that you would consider changing the name of your shop um, to something? Uh, or he said, uh, Other because than no, but he said uh, it was Black Dagger Tattoo Lounge is the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, would you consider changing your the name of the shop? The landlord's wife thinks it's a little aggressive, right? So I basically wrote him back and said, no, I'm not going to change the name. If they want to take my money, they can take my money. If they don't, I'll find somewhere else. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous that, you know, in most of my, most, a lot of my clientele were cops from that particular city, you know, and, and. Uh, it's just funny how how that's still kind of a stigma to to tattoo shops. I mean, I think I like I like it to a certain extent. You know, I like that it's a little still fucking pirate and it's still uh, scary. But right. when it comes down to the business side of things, on the back end, you know, when you're dealing with property management and you're dealing with you know people like that, it's it's a stupid mentality to be in. I, you know, it's it's not everyone's not like that. You know, you can do your due diligence and find out. I, I stood up in front of the board and they, they looked me, you know, square in the face and said, can you take the word tattoo out of it? It's like, you know, what's worse, a tattoo shop that's generating some revenue for the town, bringing business in, or the five cash for gold places you got around me? <laughs> right. You yeah. Know, or the liquor stores or the pawn shops. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's uh, those those cash for cash for gold or those check cashing places. Man, that's a fucking racket, dude. Yeah. Maybe we should reconsider. <laughs> right. Maybe Al, you want to go into business, dude? We can do a, a check cashing place. <laughs> Al and Joe's fucking will take your money and charge you insane rates. It's just it's just ridiculous. You know, someday maybe it'll become more accepted. I if it does, fine. If not, whatever. Fine. Yeah, I'm I'm of the same I'm of the same uh idea it's whatever just plug away and do your shit man you know work and and uh be positive and and uh stay humble and and do you know do what you need to do on a daily take care of your family and and uh try to be a good person and you know that's a shit that's important it's funny it's always the tattooed guy that's holding the door with a smile on her face with her little old ladies walking in you know yeah yeah Yeah. exactly we're not not the uh scumbags well not all of us but uh you know we're not the scumbags of the earth no, not at all, man. It's uh, there's a lot of good people out there, a lot of good, caring people, and and uh, you know, it's cool, man. Well, I wish you the best of luck. That's going to be fucking cool, you know. I think uh, I think that'll be good. When uh, what's what's your next uh, what's your next like travel? Where are you going to uh, go next? My first convention because it's starting up now. Uh, first convention is January 11th through the 13th, and that's going to be in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, not the best time to be in Minneapolis. No, it's not. I, I've been, I grew up in Minnesota and, uh, shit's going to be cold, man. Take your, take your gloves. Absolutely. It's a good show. It's a small show, but it's a really cool show. And then, uh, after that, we've got, uh, the best of the Midwest, which is, uh, the second week, third week of February. I'll be there again with needle jig. Okay, cool. Um, and then after that, it's just, I think Chicago, Detroit, I'll be doing, um, Baltimore. I'm missing Philly this year, uh, but my stuff will be there. Nice. Well, you got uh, you coming out to the West Coast at all? You should try to hit this uh, Santa Maria convention, man. It's Cinco de Mayo. I don't know if there's any other shit going going on, but I think May is open. I yeah, may have to 
to the West Coast. Yeah, if you can, man, it'd be fun. Uh, come on out and, uh, um, you know, it's May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's Santa Maria, California, um, right there, I think, at the Radisson. At least that's the hotel that they uh, are are booking people into and and uh, should be fun. I think it's a smaller show, too. I mean, um, but uh, the promoter seems like a nice dude and, and um, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully will be a, be a fun time, you know, that's uh that's the anniversary weekend. Uh, I'm going to have to sweet talk the wife. Bring her on out, man. <laughs> 17 years. So, uh, fuck yeah, yeah that's a nice little gift for her. congratulations, man. That's awesome. Thank you. That's good. How old are your kids? Uh, three, eight, 12 and 16. Jeez, you're almost like you almost got like a, a mirror package, man. I I had uh, um, I have a 15 year old, 15 year old daughter, 15 year old son, uh, six year old or seven year old daughter, and a four year old son. There you go. Yeah, they're a it's, handful. It's funny, my three year old, he'll come out to the workshop, and you know when I start doing production for the big orders, I've got everything lined up, all pre cut, pre made. This kid. He hands me what I need when I need it without even telling him. <laughs> I mean, he'll turn on he'll turn on my soldering iron to the exact temperature it needs to be on. Three year old kid. Yeah, that's awesome, man. There. Get my sixteen year old to do it. He just looks at me and fuck you, dad. <laughs> he goes on, goes on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> well, shit. You know, maybe he'll come around at some point. Right. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, Al, I appreciate it, dude. I'm stoked. Uh, um, on having you on, I want to have you on some more and, and we'll talk about some, uh, some of your convention. So well, tell me a good convention story, man. What's, uh, some funny shit. I like the uh, fact that you swing in your, your a machine around on your clip cords. Yeah, um, that was crazy. Um, the Chicago one, cause it's in my backyard. Um, the coolest thing, I mean, there was really nothing going on there, but, uh, I don't know if you know who Wolfie is. No, he's an old time tattooers rough and tough as they get and instantly we became best friends it was him stan me buddy of mine dj marcus we're just i mean sitting back and just listening to the stories how they used to chase stan i guess wolfie used to hang out at stan's shop when he was a kid and, and they just beat the crap out of him as a kid and he just wouldn't let up, and he just kept bugging him and bugging him and bugging him. And finally, they said, fine. And they taught him how to tattoo. And, and you know, to listen to these stories, I, I don't care what's going on in the background. They got all this, you know, the suspension stuff going on, the music playing and all that. Whatever. That's fine. You know, all the chicks wearing nothing. Fine. Whatever. You sit me down in front of, you know, Philadelphia Eddie and... And Wolfie and all these guys and I'm in I'm in pig heaven. Yeah, it's it's amazing to hear it. I, you know, I did a uh, a couple you know years ago in 2009. I I did a uh, interview with Dave Gibson and and um, you know hearing his stories about the Pike and 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 painting and tattooing down there and um, and then I talked with uh, Clayton Patterson as well, who's a who's a, another bad dude out in. Um, New York from the Lower East Side type of situation. And, and he was around. He was never a tattooer. He was a fine artist and had a gallery. Uh, but he had, had him and one other guy had started the um, this tattoo association out in uh, in uh, 
New York, these meetings that uh, they would have. And, you know, hearing that shit, man, you, yeah, you can sit down in the middle of chaos and you can be captivated by uh, some of these old guys telling these stories. So, And the best part about these old guys, they don't give a fuck what Dave Navarro says. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting to me. I was thinking about it the other day, you know, the... I mean, I'll say it. I don't mind. I don't necessarily mind these tattoo shows, uh, and I'm probably get a lot of flack for for saying that. But they're fucking dramatic. You know, they're fun to watch as an entertainment purposes only. They're fun to fucking watch. You know, whoever's fucking putting them out is obviously they know you know how to make a TV show. And here's what it is, dude. It's the extreme case scenario on everything you know i mean it's just it's the extreme you know somebody's gonna get their head tattooed it's gonna they're gonna have to call in the ambulance they're gonna have to this they're gonna have to that you know fuck it whatever like watch it for what it is hopefully what it's doing is bringing shedding some light on on uh i don't know necessarily about the i've only watched a couple episodes of that ink master um i was turned off a little bit on that show because of the first season, they had that one guy that, that you know, I mean, they were touting it as, uh, you know, top 10 of the top artists in the world. And, you know, there was a couple dudes on there. The, the guy, you know, Shane O'Neill, who um, that was on there, he is a fucking top, you know, artist. But there was a dude on there that was driving truck on the side and fucking tattooing, you know, right. at his house and that motherfucker had no reason to be on that show, you know, and had no reason to be tattooing in my estimation. Maybe he has a good heart. Maybe he has, you know, he's trying to learn and trying to do better, but fuck dude. It, it just, it, they promoted that, 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 that quality where that's not fucking top notch quality. You know, if you have shit on the TV that is top notch quality, which I think they pretty much do show, you know, in, in Miami Inc and LA Inc and those types of shows, well, that's cool, you know, fucking, you know, fuck all the bullshit, like at least America and, and the world is seeing a quality tattoo. So hopefully when they walk into a shop that I'm at or a shop that you're at or a shop that somebody else is at that's doing good work, that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for price. They're not looking for, you know, uh, these other things. And like I said, that's the only reason. I mean, if you can get through that, it's dramatics. Well, hopefully they're educating a little bit on quality of tattoo. Cause, uh, I think that's important, but I also hope that people will start seeking out these, uh, other, um, more kind of do it yourself type, uh, projects like, uh, Marcus Kuhn's gypsy gentleman project that he was doing, like the tattoo age documentaries on vice.com, you know, like my podcast, you know, th- things like that, that are bringing, kind of a more uh maybe less dramatic and more refreshing uh approach to tattooing um the people that are going to seek out those are actually pros you know when it's on tv i mean my my biggest beef is i don't want some kid out of high school thinking he can go on ebay and just pick up a set and all of a sudden he's a pro well, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, it's, it's shitty, but that's, what's going to happen. Cause he's, you know, and, and that's what I was saying the other day or, or earlier, um, about that. It's so accessible now that, uh, you know, you have guys that are, that are, I talked about in the last podcast, you got guys that are 
calling themselves machine builders, selling machines and, you know, yeah, giving the guy giving the guy the machines and saying, hey, you know, I'm just a builder. I'm not a tuner. So you're going to have to go get those machines tuned. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? You know, come on. And you have tattoo, you know, people that are the fucking, uh, you know, bar tattooers that are, that are tattooing. You know, there's this, there's this, uh, um, you know, girl that I talked about on the podcast. She's 16 fucking years old tattooing in, in, uh, one of the cities around here, like just fucking people up, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know. There's nothing you can do about it other than education and, and hopefully, uh, I think at this point, I mean, you know, and, and every one of us that are, that are, that know about good quality, it, it, you know, we're talking about it and we're promoting each other and, and we're helping each other out. Uh, you know, you know, so I'm not even concerned too much about quality because quality is going to keep us in business. You know, you get some shitty tattoo, of course, where are they going to go to have it covered up? Yeah. You know, it, right. how many cover ups you do, you know, in a week? A lot. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm more concerned because a kid, you know, my kid is, in high school and he sees this stuff, there's a lot of shit being spread around that they have no clue about. Just because oh, you got yeah. a new needle doesn't mean you're not, you're not spreading something. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and you know, uh, it's, there's a lot of different things that go into it as far as controlling the environment that you're in to, to prevent cross contamination and shit like that. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really sad to see some, you know, what's, what's been happening for so many years and what's even more prevalent now and people just, tattooing uh with no fucking care or respect for it but right. you know whatever like i said what what can we do other than educate uh and and keep promoting our own shit and you know i know that i'm going to keep promoting your shit and uh you know i hope people keep talking about the podcast and i'm going to keep promoting the other guys that are doing similar things and and putting good products out there for people so well, um, we appreciate it hey man i appreciate it you know i i am act you know I'm in love with the clipcord and, and, uh, it's, it's fucking great. I, I appreciate, uh, you coming on and telling everybody a little bit more about your business and, and, um, you know, I hope you can, uh, you and the wife can come out and celebrate, uh, your, your 17 year anniversary is 17 or 18, 17, 17, 17 fucking year anniversary out in Santa Maria, California with, uh, uh, and, and have some fun time at the, the Santa Maria convention on, in May. So, uh, yeah, but, definitely uh, look into that. Yeah, I, we'll I, talk. May is open for me. Cool, man. Well, uh, Al, I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, let everybody know where they can find your shit at. Uh, I can. Well, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Al Bro. Uh, Instagram, of course. Website is www.albroordie.com. Okay. Well, thank you guys. And Instagram is the same thing at albroordie.com. I think the Twitter that he has is uh, albro13. Um, so go check it out, guys. Uh, I wouldn't be promoting it again if, if I didn't as a, as a, as a tattooer think it was quality shit. Um, you know, that's what's important to me and, and promoting people that are being positive and doing good stuff. So uh, go check out Al shit. Get a clip cord, pick up a foot switch. And uh, again, Al, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thanks so much, Joe.